1: What is up, everybody? I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, the water cooler chat for the week of, I guess it would be July, it's July 20th technically today, but the week of July 19th. We've got a lot of Bengals headlines to get to. We've got a lot of NFL headlines to get to, some of which not so much on the pleasant side, at least from the NFL side of things. We're going to talk about that. I'm still champing through things with a broken wing coming back at you. Bring in a Bengals podcast, and I'm joined by a good friend of the program, Derek Davis, otherwise known as the, the Orange Arrow, otherwise known as D Squared, and he <laughs> has launched a fantasy football show, and uh, he's, a, he's been an awesome advocate for our show, and uh, we've, we've been meaning to have him on to talk not only about his new YouTube channel, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but also the fantasy football league that he started last year that is going to charity. And all the proceeds with that going to Joe Burrow's Hunger Relief Fund. But, Mr. Orangero, Derek, how you doing, buddy? What's going on?
2: Um, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Uh, Well, I'm I'm doing okay. Relatively speaking, I should say. (laughs)
1: I think I probably need a few of what you're, what you're sipping on there. It's a little early, my, my neck of the woods, but, uh, <laughs> you know what? this thing, I, you know, this, this surgery thing that I've, I've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks, I've probably been just a super big baby about it, but, uh, and people are probably like, dude, get, get over it. It, it actually was uh, a little bit, a little bit easier than I thought, but still just ready to get out of this thing and, you know, be back to normal a little bit, but we're, we're, we're. Moving forward, I'm moving forward. We're going to talk about some Bengals before we get started with some Bengals headlines. There's been some really cool stuff coming from the Bengals, by the way, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about yeah. that. Uh, let's start with your fantasy football show because I think, based on where things we want to do on this podcast channel, what we want to do on this specific show, we want to lean on some fantasy football experts like yourself to get some information and uh, help some folks out, have a little fantasy football chat within our podcast. So talk about your new show here. I'm going to put the link in the live chat for people to, to go subscribe to your YouTube channel. You've already got guests that we haven't even had on our show in years of existence. You've got Jay Morrison coming up, I see. Um, but yeah. tell us about the yeah. show, man.
2: Yeah, so um, I, I, basically I I wasn't going to do it. And I, the more I got to looking at it, I'm like, you know what? Basically, I started the show for to get some, some more pub for the fantasy league that I'm, that I'm doing. I wanted to kind of show everybody the ins and outs of the uh, the league that, that, that we're in and um, just show everybody week after week what, what we got going on. And then I, I started looking into it more, and I'm like, you know what? I can start doing a little fantasy knowledge. I mean, I'm not the, the most knowledgeable fantasy guy out there. I mean... As you can remember last year, my my team didn't do so hot, but, you know, I just, yeah, injuries killed us last year pretty hard too. So, but yeah, I just, I I started doing things with that and then um, just kind of, it kind of grew from there. Well, he's had Zim Hude part of our podcast channel on on
1: one of his uh, gosh episode two. You got him on it, and then you've got Jay Morrison coming on here. Yeah, I see. We'll we'll, we'll stop sharing the screen here because you're wearing one of Zim's uh, new new cool shirts he's got there. Zim absolutely uh, got the bird uh, babies, the swag clothing line. Man, it is. Uh, he's he's got some some cool stuff. So. Uh, with that, real quick too, before we get to some headlines, and, and we'll talk more about some stuff too. But uh, you also are spearheading a fantasy football league that we want to promote because it is benefiting Joe Burrow's hunger relief fund for the second year in a row. I was part of it. I know the Locked On Bengals guys were part of it last year. A lot of others were were part of the the league. And I think I don't want to I don't want to speak for you, but I think you may still have some openings. Uh, for, for people to get in to, to get in different kind of round robin leagues and all that kind of stuff
2: yep yep so um so last year we did two leagues and i i kind of just left it open and let people just keep going in going in and then once we got around 24 people and then it kind of started slowing down a little bit i was like okay we'll just do two team or two leagues this year and then um, kind of the following year after that t- just try to build it from there Basically, what it started from was, I don't know if if you're aware of or if you know of, it's called the Scott Fishbowl, and they're doing actually they're drafting um, right now. But he has like, I think uh, close to two thousand people in this league, and it all of that goes to charity, that's and it's awesome. um, it's it basically donations to everyone's favorite charity and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I what I wanted to do for Bengals fans. And, uh, you know, it started out with when Joe did his Heisman speech and he was talking about Athens and, and you know, Athens County and everything that they're going through. It kind of hit home because, I, you know, I live not too far away from there. Um, and, you know, I've seen what he's talking about. We went to, to the ball games. every every year when I was growing up in high school. All of our divisional basketball games would be in Athens. And, you know, driving through there, you, you see what he's talking about. And so it kind of hit home. So I, I wanted to do something for Bengals fans to, to kind of um, lean toward that and, and do something fun. So that And this is the second year doing it, and right now we've got, I think we've got 20 people in, in the league right now. So we've got four spots available to fill two leagues. Hopefully we can do more. My wife says she wanted 10 leagues. So, I mean, the more the merrier. I'll, I'll commission all of those. And it's, it's a little bit of a headache for me, but you know it, it's all for fun and it's all for a good cause, so it, it's definitely worth doing it.
1: Well, we're that's it's right up our alley, and and I mean one of the many reasons we brought you on, aside from talking fantasy football and headlines and all of that going around the league, uh, I, we want to promote your show. So I put the link in the live chats. Go subscribe to the Orange Arrow Fantasy Show um, the, the, the YouTube channel there, go subscribe to that. And then of course we have our own, uh, orange and black insider charity fund that we're doing in the next few weeks here, where we're going to have some special guests, prizes, all that kind of stuff. And what you're doing with the fantasy football league just fits right into what we're trying to, to do there to raise money for charity. Well, we'll talk more about that. We want to get some fantasy advice from you based on some of these headlines. We're going to start sharing here. Let's get to it, uh, Derek. And th- I, this is the one we got to start with here and it is an article on bangles.com and it is with from Elizabeth Blackburn the the up and coming rock star if you will the the new rock star of the Cincinnati Bengals not only did she unveil a new slogan for 2021 for the Cincinnati Bengals Derek but she oh, yeah. uh, really did a rally call for what she wants Paul Brown Stadium to be like what she wants the in game experience to be like, but she says it is time. It's time to rule the jungle and rule the rule jungle. The jungle
2: baby. Absolutely. That,
1: yeah. That is the slogan of the team for 2021. And it, this is a little different to, and, and I want to get your take on this. this is a little different because the last few years, even going back into the Marvin Lewis years, it seems as if the head coaches were the ones that were the ones coming up with the slogans and all of that. This is a little different where this is coming from Elizabeth and seemingly the front office in terms of what they want things to look like, sound like, and what the what they want the experience to be in 2021 for fans. And here it says, Rule the Jungle signifies the high standards and energy we expect to see on the field, in the stands, and in all areas of the organization. Rule the Jungle is a mentality that displays our confidence and strength. Rule the Jungle is a feeling of exuberance. Each fan will feel on game day like a queen or a king sitting on a throne as we celebrate together in a stadium that is back to full capacity. To rule is powerful. Great empires are built by the bold, effective, and revered leaders throughout history, envision schemes to reach new heights, built impressive infrastructure by mobilizing the masses under a common goal, won battles to assert their Dominance, build, win, rule. This is the path forward. So this is what Elizabeth Blackburn is kind of saying as a rally cry to Bengals fans, Derek. And uh, uh, this whole thing was pretty impressive to me, not only how it was worded, but it's just like, it's not just, it was like, yes, it's on us. It's on our players. It's on our front office. It's also on you guys to fill the seats, enjoy yourselves and be heard.
2: Yep. I hear it. And I, I just want to say, Elizabeth, I know you're watching. If you need an archer, I'm available. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be there to protect you.
1: Uh, what did you, what did you think when you first saw, when you first read this and saw kind of the, the information here from Elizabeth?
2: Man, I, you know what? It's it's very hard for when you're, when you're reading something like, like this kind of thing to, to get cold chills and, and to feel, you know, with every word, what she's saying, and I definitely did it on, on this piece. She she was definitely kind of making a statement and letting letting the fans know, you know, we hear you, and 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 we're we're definitely listening. So, I'm I'm really excited. I'm ready. I'm. Is it week one yet? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm ready to go
1: right now. And they've got a picture here of, of seven players. And I think everybody would agree that this is arguably, I mean, you, you can make arguments, I guess, for a couple of others that aren't pictured here. But you've got Joe, uh, Joe Mixon on the throne, Joe Burrow, Sam Hubbard flanking him on this throne, uh, DJ Reader, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jesse Bates. I mean, that's, that's the core of the team here going forward, especially with the contracts that they have and or look to sign potentially in the next this summer, maybe. Uh, But these are the guys that they are relying upon. And uh, this this thrown to if it looks familiar, big photo sets when they unveiled the jerseys. And then, of course, uh, when a number of different high profile Bengal fans went and checked out the jersey unveiling, they were also seen uh, around that. So cool stuff, Derek. I, I thought that was really well done by the Bengals. And they continue to impress us with what they've been doing over the past Year two years in terms of engaging the fans and what they're trying to to show us.
2: Absolutely, and and the media team has been absolutely incredible these past uh, and you, and you would think you know with with the so called uh, dead period that there wouldn't be much going on, but they have they've absolutely killed it. Yep. Usually there are <laughs> unfortunately some some form
1: of like crickets. Yeah, with <laughs> when they, um, I don't know, during this time, but they are, uh, that's not the case. That is not the case. I'm going to pull this one up here. Give me one sec. Uh, this is something I guess we, you can call it a, a shameful self promo if you would like. I don't really care, but this was following up with the article by Elizabeth Blackburn. This was a tweet put out by Emily Parker, uh, with a fan poll and I'll put the link in the live chat for everybody as well. But I thought this was kind of cool. And not only was it cool because it shows uh, a lot of different, you know, they're tapping the fan base in terms of, Hey, what do you, what do you like? How, what's your go-to stuff in terms of reading, listening, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we were specifically mentioned on this poll, which uh, this show specifically, Cincy Jungle, its website, uh, Orange is the New Black was specifically mentioned as well. So it's kind of cool that the Bengals not only have a pulse on what uh, fans are listening to, but kind of kind of need to see a little bit of an impact at what we're doing on Cincy Jungle. So pretty flattering. I will ask just a little call to action. If you do listen to this show, if you do listen to Orange is the New Black, if you do listen to Chalk Talk, if you read Cincy Jungle, go fill out this poll and uh, let them know that because guess what? That helps us with team credentials potentially and more access to interviews and all that kind of stuff. So please do so if you, if you would not mind and and, uh, also talk about all the other great shows, great reporters. Uh, I I think you would agree, Derek, we as Bengals fans have some of the best beat reporters and, and uh, uh, you know, all kinds of different stuff to that cover the team.
2: Absolutely, man. And, and it, when you when you go into the poll and you start reading some of their questions, they're they're asking the fans. They they want to know they want to know, you know, kind of what you're feeling, what what your thoughts are, and and they go in depth on on a lot of these questions. So I think they're doing a great job.
1: Yep, they've got they've got it dialed in, and it may have to, they may be a little bit late to that game, but they've got it pretty dialed in with what they. What, what what the fans are doing and what they're, you know, and, and if they don't have the answers right now, they're doing these types of things to get the answers from the fans. Uh, this is a question we get a lot, Derek. And how do you feel? I, I want to get your take on how you feel the Bengals tight end group is shaping up. Um, and I'm going to okay. share this, article, but I'm going to ask you that question. And I want you to answer it um, because the Bengals, as it is right now, they have Thad Moss, they have CJ Ozama, they have Drew Sample, um, some talent, obviously some questions mm-hmm. as well as, as a fantasy guy and, you know, a Bengals fan, how do you feel about that group? And I'm going to, I'm going to show you why in just a second.
2: Yeah, I know they were, um, they were linked to, or, or possibly looking at, um, picking up a, a wide receiver, a converted wide receiver, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, Jordan Matthews they was, they was talking about him. Um, but I, I personally, I'm, I'm okay with, with what we have. You know, maybe if you want to pick one guy up and then, and then have a free agent or have a training camp battle, just kind of see, you know, kick the tires, see what he has to, what he has to offer. I, from what I, on what I'm hearing, he's actually picking up the, the tight end situation pretty well. Um, I know he, I, I read he was at um, George Kittle and Travis Kelse. We'll say Travis Kelse. Yeah, I guess they're we uh, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, they were at their their uh, tight end University. Um, but I'm I'm a huge fan of CJ, and I think he's going to have a, a big season this year. Um, you know, I I did a lot of stat now, and I know it's hard to do with with two games. But he was, I think he was on pace last year, and I know. It, like I said, it's really hard to do base it off just two games. But you know, having the the receivers that we have are going to open up a lot of things in the middle for him. I I personally think, and I I could see him being in fantasy like a tight end five, tight end six kind of year. And and he's going in. I think he's going undrafted right now. I think he's ranked at like a forty second tight end. Which there's only thirty two starting tight ends, so I don't understand how that's even possible. Maybe they're factoring in Drew Sample, and then, like you said, um, Thaddeus Moss getting a couple snaps in there as well. But I, I definitely think that he definitely has some huge sleeper potential this year.
1: Yeah, and another guy who's really – I mean, if you really want to think grand scheme of things, he's kind of overachieved since he joined the Bengals. I mean, he was a day th- late day three pick. And he was a guy that didn't yeah. even have a tight end position coach at Auburn when he was there, had minimal kind of production. But the Bengals, Marvin Lewis and company at the time, saw a lot of potential in him, athleticism, and said, this, there's a lot of clay here we can mold into a productive guy. And there, there's been some flashes of really good film from C.J. Ozama. Unfortunately, it's been injuries been an effective quarterback play it's been a couple of other things a little bit out of his control that have have contributed to him not putting up maybe the numbers that that we would like to see but this is a big year for him I do think that he will have a solid stat line for the for the reasons that you just mentioned but I want to get to this this is an article on Cincy Jungle you teased it My my co-host, John Sheeran, wrote this up here. Jordan Matthews was a former wide receiver for the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, He's got 22 career touchdown receptions. He was a uh, second-round pick by the Eagles back in 2014, but he's he's still under the age of 30. He has bulked up, I think it was about 22 pounds or 20-plus pounds, um, but James Rapine of Allbangles.com and, and uh, the, the entire crew over at AllBangals who do a great job covering the team. Um, they report that the Bengals were present at Matthew's recent workout. I think it was in San Diego, um, if I'm not. Yeah, San Diego by Hub Football. So he's out there and he's now working out as a tight end because of the added weight. Uh, apparently, he looked pretty good. And uh, he was one of five tight ends to participate in the camp. Uh, So at any rate, the Bengals seem to be interested. Maybe it's a a route they take. At least they kind of keep the pulse on things. If there's an injury, God forbid, in in training camp and preseason, if there appears to be a lack of depth behind Uzama and uh, Sample, and they just want to kind of kick the tires on a guy, maybe this is someone that they look at. But um, you can see here recorded uh, 275 catches 3,288 yards and two touchdowns in uh, 22 touchdowns rather than 75 games in six NFL seasons. So, I mean, it's not a huge, huge numbers, but that's, I mean, there's some experience there. It's just not
2: necessarily as a tight end. Right. And, and the one thing about Jordan Matthews switching to tight end, and I, I don't I don't understand why a lot of bigger style wide receivers don't do this. When you get later in your career like that, if you, can, if you have the ability to bulk up a little bit and then switch your position to tight end, you can prolong your career even even further. And, you know, go from, you know, he had a decent route running abilities, but decent route running abilities as a receiver can almost turn into great route running abilities as, as a tight end. So I think I definitely can see him getting picked up by somebody.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that old cornerback turn to safety thing, as at you know, at the end of end of career type of thing. I I don't think it's for every single player, but I think you know there are certain molds of players that it works for, and I think that the hope is here is because he's still on the lighter side, even with bulking up, he would still be on the lighter side as a tight end. He would have those wide receiver skills, but if you line him up in the slot. You know, maybe in certain tight end type of situations, you have a passing game mismatch. And I think that that is what the Bengals would be hoping for if they were to kick the tires. I would have no problem if the Bengals brought him in, only caveat being if they let go of somebody that I would not like to see be let go to make room for him. But I would have no problem to have him come in during training camp and, and, you know, try and make, uh, make something happen here for himself. And, you know, if it's, if it's another body and make a, make a flyer. Forum, you know if it works out then uh that's it's all good there let's keep rolling here this is from our friends daddy and hoji uh in their podcast that they do it's a great show the they relayed the information this is kind of something that's been floating out there i think on social media but T. Higgins has been training with Jalen Ramsey this offseason. I think it was on maybe T. Higgins' social media. But um, it, so T. Higgins, who has already been bulking up, um, uh, you know, looks uh, uh, vastly improved off of an already great rookie season. Um, he's now working out with the best of the best in terms of defensive backs this off with Jalen Ramsey. So, what do you what do you think think of this one, Derek? I, I think Higgins is in for a huge season. Personally, I'm I'm kind of all in on
2: 85. I yeah, I am too. I it I know it, it's you see all the Bengals stuff behind me. It's hard to be not to be biased on it, but yeah, I definitely can see him having a huge season this year. You know, they, they always say if you want to be the best, you gotta beat the best. And what better way to, to challenge himself than to, you know, line up one on one, press man against one of the best to do it in the game. Here here
1: is the picture. Uh, T. Higgins, I don't know if he looks gassed at the moment or not. <laughs> or or if he's uh or if he is just kinda, you know, um, I don't know, leaning over while the picture is looks happening. like he's zoned in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Let's, let's say, let's call it that zoomed in. Uh, but there he is <laughs> Ramsey there uh, and they getting a workout in. So, you know, uh, pretty cool stuff. You, you like to see that he is working out with the best. I, I hope there's not any kind of um, scuffle or anything like there was with AJ Green and in, in him, but uh, yeah. that, um, yeah, that's a, uh, an interesting set of, of, circumstances there with T Higgins working out with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Let's keep rolling here. This is another one from cincyjungle.com. I'm sorry. No, this one's from all Bangles Again, James Rapine. Speaking of Bengals receivers, I said I'm all in on, on T Higgins, but here is a little something from Jamar Chase. Um, He plans to use a touchdown celebration that Chad Ochocinco never got to do.
2: Um, (laughs) Do you know what this one was? Uh, Yeah, I I remember hearing uh, Chad talk about it. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember seeing him talking. He was talking with somebody on it, and he said, you know, unfortunately he didn't get to use it that game, but.
1: Well, unfortunately this site at the moment is not uh not working with me. It's the first time we've we've had this happen. So let's uh we'll 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 see if we can get that one back up and running here um to, to share it with you. But uh unfortunately that's not run. But Jamar Chase is going to do a, tele, a touchdown celebration. We'll come back to that one um and see. Oh, here it is right here. Um Ah, it's the easy button from the staples. That, yes, that's it.
2: Yep, I uh, think uh, and Ryan it, in uh, Iowa
1: had it, had it right there. Yeah, let me share this again here for the folks. It's the easy button. That's what it was. I, I was uh, trying to scroll down here, and here it is right here. Again, James Rapine of com relaying the the funny story here. We were playing the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. I'm not sure if people watching at home, I'm not sure if you remember the easy button commercial. Uh, when you press it, it says, that was <laughs> easy. Uh, I think I think everyone yeah. in corporate America had one at their desk. I put one under the north and south end zones and I was hoping to score that game uh so okay, that, that might have been more relevant back
2: then but it, it'll yeah. still be funny today
1: yeah so it sounds like chase is gonna try whether it's that or something similar to it or whatever using props something like that he's gonna he's gonna try and uh, channel a little eighty five with some. Touchdown celebrations. This was a guy that I don't know how, how hot you were on him when the Bengals drafted him this year, but this is from Bengals Wire. Chris rolling over at Bengals Wire. He does great work for USA Today, covering the team as well. Um, but there is an advanced metric or advanced stat shows why the Bengals loved Jackson Carmen. Now, Derek, when with all the guys that were on the board and then the Bengals moved back, they collected that pick. Um, but you know, in doing so, they miss out on Aliyah Mike, and Berg. They miss out on a, on a slew of other offensive linemen. What was kind of your immediate reaction when the Bengals drafted Jackson Carmen in the second round and kind of moved back and I, I guess strategically did that because this was the guy they wanted and felt that they could move back, get a pick, and still get him?
2: Yeah, I, I heard some things that, that they were targeting him, and then when – uh when they were sitting there in the second round with the, the fifth pick or with fifth or sixth, I think they swapped. Ended up flip flopping with the with the sixth pick in the second round. I think is what it ended up being. But um, when they were sitting there and I, I heard that they were interested in him, I was thinking, man, looking at all the all the guys on the board, I was like, I don't really know um, if that would be the pick. But when they traded back that, I, I was like, that's that's awesome. You know, to, to accrue more picks like that and, and still be able to get your guy. I I'm, I'm all for it. And now now that he you know he's a Cincinnati native, I, I love that. So I, I was all for it when they traded back. So here's the deal.
1: It's from CBS Sports' Chris Trapasso, this advanced stat. Um, he allowed a pressure on just three per, 3.1% of his pass blocking snaps in 2019 and 2020. Derek, this is this is a guy who played at Clemson this is a guy who played in the play I mean right. he played some high profile games against some good players I, I know ACC isn't necessarily the SEC but Clemson played a lot of good teams and here's here's the quote here quote Carmen likely slimmed down for the Clemson pro day because after being listed in the 340s he was only 317. Um, at that pro day. That's an encouraging weight for Carmen because the one clear cut weakness to his game was an absence of quickness in his lower half. And he's moving inside to guard. We all know that in Cincinnati, a spot where his prodigious power will be highlighted. Carmen is a quality pass protector who will quietly be instrumental in a big year two jump for Joe Burrow. Again, that's CBS Sports' Chris Trapasso talking about Carmen allowing a pressure on just 3.1% of his. No, that's not sack. That's pressure. So that, that's pretty impressive over a two-year span
2: in my in my uh, feeble little opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, he was, like you said, he was going up against the best of the best. I mean, every year he played, he was in the playoffs. So, you know, he was going up against Ohio State uh, two years ago and then Ohio State this year, which it, it hurt me to see a couple years ago when, when they beat us, but. I'm I'm a big Ohio State fan, if you can't tell. My, but I, I but yeah, he, I mean, last or not last year, but the year before, you know, he was going up against like Chase Young and and guys like that. So yeah, yeah.
1: Let's keep going here. Uh, the this is kind of a. An interesting one uh, about the Bengals and the Washington football team, the preseason game. Just a quick little note, courtesy of Jason Markham, the NFL Network will have a live broadcast of Bengals versus Washington football team preseason game. We don't know, I guess the storyline here is we don't know exactly what what Joe Burrow is going to do or not do in the preseason and training camp, all of that He keeps saying he's going to be ready week one. A lot of signs are pointing to that, but uh, there's going to be a live broadcast of the game. Usually that's not always the case because preseason games are a little harder to find, um, especially when you're not the Dallas Cowboys and all that kind of stuff. But the Bengals are, I guess uh, they're going to have another airing of this game, Derek.
2: Yeah. And um, this is, I mean, I don't have any sources at all, but if I was to be a betting man, which I I am, I would venture to say that this will probably be a game the the game where Joe Burrow's out there in the first series, and he plays the first series just so everyone can see, "Hey, I'm back." Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. You you
1: may be very correct on that. We're going to get to a few more Bengals headlines. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy football and then transition into some AFC North and NFL headlines. I'm Anthony Cazenza of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com. I'm joined by the Orange Arrow, Derek Davis, and uh, one of the, the favorite fan favorite Twitter follows out there. And happy to be talking to him about his new fantasy football YouTube channel. Go check that out and, of course, the Fantasy Football League he has started that is benefiting the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund that you can be a part of if you are so inclined. I want to talk about this. One of the Cincinnati Bengals' best players ever, one of our show's favorite guys because he's been on our show and he's an awesome guest and an awesome man, Ken Anderson, uh, I think it was late last week, Derek, opened up a Just Brew coffee shop in the, uh, I think it's the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, Ken Anderson's new coffee shop provides work opportunities for special needs adults. And it is part of the Ken Anderson Alliance. Um, So yeah, it was last Thursday. That's when I was under the knife. So uh, I was in and out of Being news aware, (laughs) Uh, but it is just (laughs) north of of Cincinnati in the town of Silverton. But uh, it employs over a dozen adults with special needs and is directly affiliated with Anderson's nonprofit organization. So this is really cool, man. I think this is really cool. And it just shows the character of of Ken Anderson, what he's trying to do. And, uh, you know, we're here talking and pounding the table about he's got to be in the ring of honor. He's got to be in the Hall of Fame. He's got to do this. And here he is doing this. Um Derek, I just right. think it's pretty
2: cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, I think was was he on your show last year and, and he had mentioned they were they were looking into doing this right before COVID had hit and they kind of pushed it back and everything.
1: Yeah, good memory. Yeah, he he has been on he was on our show last summer, basically about uh, a year ago, and then he was on again early this year. Um, and then, you know, just to let everybody know his charity is one that we are trying to highlight in our, uh, charity fest. And we've been in touch with Ken again, and he is willing to make an appearance again on our show. We just got to coordinate that. So we are very excited to be talking to him again. And then obviously it works well with what he uh, just opened up here, the just brew coffee shop. So, um, good memory, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Hey, I got, I got to use it for something, you know? I don't I don't use it for for important stuff. Just just useless knowledge, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. Can't, and and he's got his, he's got himself a new beer now, too. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Was it uh,
1: the lots? It was is, what's the lots? Yeah, beer sixteen, 16 Company? lots. Oh, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, yes, yeah they got a Ken I got can number. Yeah, did have you tried it or is it is it been uh, mass
2: produced? I don't know. I saw him sipping on a can yeah, Anderson's. Yeah, they they had a taste testing and and. Of course, the queen herself, Elizabeth, was out there. But yeah, um, yeah they they had a, a taste testing, and I think they said um, they're planning on um, starting it out uh, week one of, of the, the regular season. I think is when they'll, they'll start mass producing it.
1: Nice, nice. I know. Uh, I don't know. I, he always likes to do the or he was trying to do the keystones with Kenny. So I don't know if he's going to move away from the old the old Keystone beers for right. him, for the sake yeah. of home beer or. I don't know what he's going to
2: do. Yeah, and, and uh, 16 lost. They were, they were on uh, Iceman's uh, Strawberry Ice's podcast. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and, and, and he, uh, Del Hall was on there, and, and he said, I think he said, you know, if you can get it to taste like Keystone, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he told him? Yeah, he said, they, they asked him, you know, what beer he likes, and he said Keystone, and he said, if you can get it like uh, Keystone, that would be perfect. That's absolutely hilarious. Um,
1: let's, let's keep rolling. Uh, nothing like telling a microbrew make, make, make a keystone. I like that. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> um, right. uh,
1: so this is, he's a little late to the party, but ESPN's Dan Orlovsky has high expectations for Tyler Boyd. And he uh, will, we'll show the tweet here. It's basically something I think he's going to be. Yeah. Well-known as one of the league's elite slot receivers um, you think he has a chance to be every bit as uh, as good as Godwin, who's fantastic. Yeah, news for you, Mr. Orlovsky. Uh, Tyler Boyd's been a pretty good slot receiver for the past few years. Um, unfortunately, he just got overlooked. You mentioned a guy who just won a Super Bowl in Chris Godwin, but uh, at least better late than never, right, Derek? Um, right. Uh, and, and I'd like to. I'd like to get. This is all we can k- kind of transition some of these into a little bit of fantasy talk too. Where, where do you have Tyler Boyd in the mix of things with wide receivers? Because, you know, you've got Jamar Chase now. We mentioned it looks like T. Higgins is on a mission to dominate this year. And then, of course, oh, yeah, Tyler Boyd, who's basically always around six, seven touchdown receptions in a thousand yards, at least for the past two, three seasons. That's kind of been the case. So um, where do you have him in the mix of things, especially with the addition of Chase?
2: Yeah, right now, and I I don't do um, I don't do rankings and projections myself. I kind of just just kind of look at, at you know where consensus has them and ADP and everything. But right now, consensus ranks for uh, Tyler Board is, Boyd is wide receiver forty, which is just absolutely insane to me. And but you know when when I look at things, I like to. You know, wide receiver forty. That's good for you in in your fantasy drafts. That just means you can pick him up later. Maybe pick him up an extra round that that you weren't expecting to. You know, if you're one to pick him in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, now you can pick him up in the ninth or tenth. And with with all the Bengals receivers, I've I've kind of been looking at going just taking the latest one because I think they'll all relatively have close to the same amount of yards. Um, and you know. I think it was PFF had had Tyler Boyd with the the most receiving yards of any football player in the last three or four years in the slot,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which yep. is just crazy yep. to me. And yep. I mean, he's just got these elite skills. And him, just like I said with CJ, you know, that that leaves a lot of targets for them in the middle. With when you got guys like T Higgins and Jamar Chase absolutely stretching the field out, so. So I'm, I definitely look for you know Tyler Boyd to get you know nine nine fifty a thousand yards somewhere around there.
1: So I'm going to put you on the spot here as well because we're going to transition and talk a little bit Joe Burrow in terms of fantasy football and this is from Sportsbook Wire, part of the USA Today Network, um, and then they they are saying where did Target Cincinnati Bengals Joe Burrow over the weekend? One of my one of my good friends sent me uh, he he. He knows I am very passionate about the Bengals, but he also loves to give me a little jab here and there when the Bengals aren't very good. But he did send me a uh, – he had a big fantasy football draft with with this group of guys that get, get together in person and do it, and he drafted not only Joe Burrow but Tyler Boyd, uh, and he sent me a video of him sticking the, the Joe Burrow thing on there, basically saying, Anthony, be proud of me because I drafted Bengals guys for you. But uh, where, where, are you <laughs> uh, where are you having Joe Burrow – where are you having Joe Burrow – Drafted at least right yeah. now. I, I think I think this will change pretty drastically based on what we see in training camp and preseason and all that kind of stuff. But um, as of now, it shows here. Joe Joe Burrow's average draft position is basically j- just below fifty. Um, where right. where do you have that without looking too much through the Bengals' glasses? There, where do you have that in terms of? Uh, I don't know, realism and or, uh, value.
2: Yeah. He's right now. He's going as like the, the QB 13, um, overall, which there's in my eyes, there's, there's several quarterbacks that that are going above him that I'm just not, not so sold on. Um, one of those is, um, the, uh, Oh, Jalen, Jalen hurts is one guy that, You know, he's going as, right now as the, the quarterback 11. And I, I heard some rumblings where Philly was, was mentioned to be one of the, the teams in consideration for Aaron Rodgers. So, if that's the case, I don't understand why why QB 11 is the appropriate pick for him. And then, you know, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, guys like that are, are right there, too. Um, but yeah, he's going – He's going in like the, the seventh, eighth round, I think Burrow is. Um I think it's
0: obviously well,
2: right. in, in yeah <laughs> about the first the start of the eighth round. And it's in it, obviously if you're in our league, you're probably gonna have to pick him way earlier than that. But <laughs> with with a bunch yeah. of those fans, you know, he might he might go one oh one. You never know. But well, um but yeah. I I definitely I would see um you know, guys like Tom Brady, Dak Prescott uh, are going ahead of him. I can understand that. Dak's just coming off the injury too, so you know we'll have to see what happens with him. Justin Herbert's going ahead of him. I was a big I. I liked Herbert last year. He he done well for me in a lot of leagues, but I definitely think I see some regression and, and hit some of his stats. So I I could see Burrow surpassing him as well. So I could see Burrow ultimately finishing, you know, in the QB seven, eight, nine range for the year, and which is which is perfect because you know they talk every year who are, who's the quarterback that you're going to get in like the eighth through the thirteenth round that's going to ultimately return value for you and end up being in you know the way out out doing his his average draft position, you know the. One year, the first year, it was Patrick Mahomes. Then it was Lamar Jackson. Then it was Josh Allen. And I definitely think Burrow could be the one this year that that does that same thing. You could be right about that. And here's the other thing
1: that I think a lot of people now, I know the injury puts a little bit of a you know question mark on not only just in general what things will look like uh, for him in 2021, but this specific uh, area that I'm, that I'm going to mention, you know, usually what you like to see ab- out of a quarterback as well, in terms of fantasy football is the ability to ru- run the ball. Now we don't know exactly how much the Bengals will allow Joe Burrow to do that. We don't know exactly how comfortable he will be doing that, especially early on, but in 10 games, he had three rushing touchdowns as well. So I mean, you can get in the end zone with his legs and that's always something that is a value point as well. So when you look at oh, you know, thirteen touchdown passes, well, he had an, an additional three touchdowns um on the ground and then you know the multitude of drops mm-hmm. and other stuff from that, that were plaguing the team at times, you know, you can look at all that stuff. Yeah. But
2: and and AJ Green last year was actually um he was he was the I think the worst receiver as far as um Catch percentage on catchable targets last year at like forty nine percent or something like that, just just below fifty percent. So you get a guy like Jamar Chase in there, and we don't know with AJ whether it was health or what was going on with him, whether he just couldn't, you know, make the connection with with uh, Joe Burrow. But you know, you get a guy like Jamar Chase in there who's who's got that that you know connection with Burrow, and he's got that. The, the previous years where they just went, lit the league on, on fire, lit, lit the college ranks on fire. You give him those 120 targets that AJ Green had. And I just think the sky's the limit for these guys.
1: Yep. Good, good analysis there. And before we just kind of wrap up the, a couple of little quick things with the Bengals will transition to the AFC North. Um, quickly Derek if you wouldn't mind um, tell us again about your and i'll share it within the chat and everything your fantasy football show the youtube channel and then of course the fantasy football league that you are spearheading um, and uh we um and and how people can get involved i don't know if you're if you're specifically have a call to action for people to get involved in the fantasy league but um, you know if you've got that on hand we'd love to hear it
2: yeah, um, I, I've got it. Let me try to get it pulled up. So it, I do it on on the sleeper app. Um, sorry, my my kids are are we've been there, dude. Here and I'm here. just trying to <laughs> <I'm> trying to <laughs> wrangle
1: <laughs> them. you were crushing me. I, I was like, oh no, what I what I did? <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, no, you're good. And I just lost everything. I was getting ready to pull it all up, but that's all um, right. Well, here's
1: here's here's the YouTube channel, the Orange Arrow Fantasy yep.
2: Show. Again, he's had.
1: Zim Hude, our buddy from the, the Cincy jungle podcast channel. And he's got Jay Morrison coming up already, just a handful of episodes in, and we will um, be, be likely tapping Derek for his fantasy football knowledge for our listeners. So if you are so inclined, go, go subscribe. If you're a fantasy football player, go subscribe. And Derek, when you get that information, um, you know, for, for folks to be able to join the fantasy league, send it out to folks. And um you know, we'll we'll get that going because those your money that goes to that league is actually going to be proceeds going to jo- the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. So um definitely. Yep.
2: So what what I started off doing was I, I started a GoFundMe, um, and it's pinned on on the top of my on the top of my Twitter page. Um And i i I think that that people might have might been reluctant to do that kind of thing. So I was just like, you know what last year we just had everybody um go to the go to the league or go to the the thing uh hunger relief fund donate there and then just post a screenshot send me let me know that you donated and that's how you entered in the league um i haven't i haven't created the league yet what i want to do is get everybody together and then kind of separate divide and conquer separate them all out and then and then go that route so once i get everything separated i'll i'll send everybody the league invites and then that's how i'll go about that and then of
1: course you know you've got a a pretty good twitter following there so i'm sure you'll you'll throw it out on your twitter account there too so yep Um, absolutely let i i we're talking all this fantasy football derek and i i mean i can't talk about fantasy football i can't talk about sports betting and gambling or anything without mentioning Symbol, right? We were talking a little bit about Symbol before we took the air. You said you have actually invested in the Cincinnati Bengals, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. It is the stock market for sports. Really cool aspect. If you are a fantasy football player, if you are a sports better, if you play the actual stock market, you got to have Symbol in your your repertoire here and if you go on to symbol.app backslash obi you can get a ten dollar deposit bonus by doing that where you can use that money that they put in your pocket to invest in the cincinnati Bengals. you can invest in the cincinnati reds if you're a reds fan i i know that's a little bit of a sensitive subject right now based on some of some of the things and how they've been playing of late but if you want to do that hey maybe it's a good time to to buy low. Maybe you want to unload some of that stock. College football's around the corner, so if you've got a specific college team you want to invest in, you can do that. It's not just for the Cincinnati Bengals, but for the sake of this program, of course it is. This The, the Bengals stock has risen since we've partnered up with Symbol, and that, but that doesn't mean that you can't still make quite a bit of money if the Bengals end up surprising folks winning a lot of games this year and appear to be heading in a good direction for years to come this is a good way that you can make money on teams that you are passionate about again simbull the stock market for sports go to the link that i put in the live chats where you can get a ten dollar deposit bonus by signing up for their services and derek you uh you said you you invested in the Bengals through that correct
2: Absolutely, I I did I I when you, you guys first started talking about it when you had your interview. Yes, absolutely. When when you guys were first talking about it when you were on there with um, I'll, I i can not think of his name now. Um, the the guy who created symbol. Yeah, yeah. I I went in that moment and and I bought him at twenty. Actually, it was fifteen dollars a share. Oh, so I, dude, I've I've gotten a little bit of return on my investment there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. See, success story right there. I love it. I love it.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
1: Uh, so <laughs> go, go to symbol S I M B U L L dot APB backslash OBI. Let's do a couple more bangle things. We got it. We got to get going through some of these. We're going a little long, but it's, it's awesome talking to our buddy, the orange arrow. Uh, let's, let's go here. Let's do this one. This is just a quick, and by the way, I don't know how they got this Twitter handle at bangle updates. Um, that's a pretty solid Twitter handle. Oh Wow. Yeah. at yeah, um, yeah. Only Yeah. Four
2: bangles
1: only four followers go give them a follow, but basically, Adam they relayed the fact that Adam Rank of NFL.com said that the Bengals will be one of the most enjoyable teams to watch in 2021, Derek. So, a little bit of uh sunshine I'm trying to bestow on everybody. And I, I my my thing with I've been telling people when they inevitably ask me how the Bengals are going to be this year, we're just kind of either my, my friends or whatever, I always just kind of say, you know, I i I think they'll be very competitive i think they'll be that you know they could maybe sniff the playoffs or at least be in that conversation late in the year but at a minimum and this may or may not this may be a backhanded compliment but if they're gonna lose they're gonna lose fun they're gonna they're actually gonna oh, yeah. there's not going to be 27 to threes there's not gonna be like 30 to sevens or any of that kind of stuff if they're gonna lose they're gonna probably put be putting up four plus touchdowns i would think um in, in route to a, a a season that would at least be pretty enjoyable to watch, and I think that's what Adam maybe was saying along those same wavelengths. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think you're a little you're you're pretty optimistic. You've got like double double digit wins for them, right?
2: Yeah, I've, I'm thinking eleven plus wins. Honestly, I I was at ten. I was at ten, and then my whole my whole thinking is um with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. I know they just talked about it today. Um, you know. If that, if it's not Aaron Rodgers against Green Bay, I think we can win that game. But there's yeah. I I think there was a lot of games last year that they definitely could have and should have won. So that that's my my thinking on that. I've got eleven plus wins. Good for you. And those those eleven
1: plus those uh one possession games, right? Those old yeah. one possession. Yeah, there were
2: what they were one in twenty in one <laughs> possession games. That's Ooh. crazy. <sighs> Uh let's let I guess you could say one in nineteen and one or whatever. Yeah, there you go.
1: Um and real quickly we talked Bengals tight ends and we didn't even mention this guy, a guy that they that a lot of people think they could develop into a guy that can come in into the the Bengals tight end group. Um, pro Wells out of TCU. Uh, it is his birthday um today. So happy birthday, pro Wells on on July twentieth there of the Cincinnati Bengals. So yeah, there you go. And he's got, he's already got the name. It's like, come on, just, <laughs> just get on the roster, man. Let's transition Absolutely. to, let's transition. And this, uh, this one, this one bugs me a little bit, man. Um, we're going to transition to AFC North. The Steelers, somehow, someway, with all of their money issues, with all of their problems, they're able to sign Melvin Ingram and get that old 3 4 edge rush guy. And Melvin Ingram has given the Bengals headaches over the years, particularly if you go back to that playoff game that the Bengals lost to the, the old San Diego Chargers. Melvin Ingram had a big game that, that day, but, uh, oh, boy, he's he's now a Steeler, Derek.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the rich get richer, they say. And that's <laughs> – yeah. if, if they're going to win games, I guess they're going to win them nine to six. I mean <laughs> – yeah, on the other on the other side of things,
1: right? Um, right,
2: right, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, Here's here's the the other moves. They sign Melvin Ingram, who is still listed as a linebacker. So the Bengals will need to figure out something uh, something there to to be able to negate that pass rush that he will bring. They signed Chaz Green to to a one year contract, an offensive lineman. They released Jaron Jones and linebacker Calvin Bundage. So those are the moves that the Steelers made as of today, uh, July twentieth. Yep. If you're not listening on July twentieth, but um, those are the moves that they made there. So the Pittsburgh Steelers making a couple of small moves, but one big one in Melvin Ingram. Kind of a little bit of a surprise that he was hanging out there that long, at least to me.
2: Yeah, and and from what I'm hearing, um, I think he's going to be in more of a rotational role. You know, they've got that guy that they're they're really. A big fan of that they drafted last year, um, and his name is escape, escaping me. But um, well, they, they uh, like uh, him a lot. Are you talking about Highsmith? Yes, Highsmith. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is.
1: Yeah, you had him on the show. We had him on the show last year. It was kind of fun. But um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Go back and check out that interview before the draft. We had him on, and I said, I said to myself, "I'm like, watch, great kid." pass rusher yep, yep. maybe a, maybe a, a tweener linebacker defensive end guy a hybrid type of player i'm like watch he's gonna go to the ravens or the steelers we interviewed him on the show <laughs> he's gonna go there right where'd he yeah. go he went to the steelers but uh great kid
2: anyway go ahead but yeah they, they seem they seem to be really impressed with him from um i listened to the uh, peacock and williamson just today they were talking about it and um they, I, from what I heard, they they wanted to have him, have him as kind of a redshirt guy last year, and then when when Dupree was it Dupree that got hurt, um, mm-hmm. they he kind of got forced into playing, and I guess he done you know he done really well for him, so they kind of want to they want to keep Ingram as as that rotational player, and then you know um, TJ likes to kind of check himself out, get a breather every now and then, and uh, you know that kind of thing, so. So the, I'm sure they'll they'll rotate them guys in and out a lot and keep them fresh. Well, so. I mean, they don't. Uh, they
1: they know how to generate pressure with whoever they've got. They know that the Steelers just yep. no matter what they seem to do that. So the Bengals better be ready yeah. on the offensive line. We talked a little Jackson Carmen earlier, and so you know he's going to be a key guy along with Riley Reef as well on that right side. Those additions there. This is just I'm not going to go through this a, a bunch here. By the way, are you doing okay on time, Derek? We're going a little long here, but yeah, you know, no, lot, I'm, I'm great okay good good um this is there's at least from the baltimore ravens perspective this is from ryan mink who is a baltimore ravens staff writer uh for ravens baltimore looking around the division and did it's an interesting article talking long-term outlook for the division um and so you know that he says pittsburgh steelers are in win now mode uh the browns are a good young roster that that Created a contender. The Bengals are building around their quarterback, so I will put this link in the live chat as well. But uh, go check that out from BaltimoreRavens.com. Pretty cool. Pretty cool breakdown. It may be a little bit like, well, of course, like because we're all sitting here on the inside, um, you know, focused on the Cincinnati Bengals. But at least not only you get from the other side of the fences viewpoint of the Bengals, but also the rest of the teams in the in the afc north um at least a little snapshot preview as to where things appear to be headed so um you know uh some some good insight there from baltimore ravens.com this was a guy i don't know if you remember this guy some Bengals fans wanted him curtis weaver do you remember this do you remember this name Derek, in the from the draft uh i don't know i don't think so well, he, he's another uh, edge rush guy, and this is from Dogs by Nature, our counterpart site on the SB Nation Network. But he um, lost his rookie season last year to injury and is now um, looking to come back and find a place on this defensive line. But, um, you know, you've you've now got a guy who's coming in and trying to prove himself. He seemed to be a talented guy. The The Browns had a lot of injuries to very young talented defensive players last year, man. I mean, they had Grant Delpit go down. They had Weaver go down. I mean, it, there are a lot of guys that lost time, and then they still won, what, 12 games? Went far into the playoffs. So, um, you know, they they are po- getting these guys back. They are poised to make a, another good run, it would seem, um, and this is a guy who should help them. Let's cruise along here. This is... I guess I could have put this one a little earlier, but let's, let's keep cruising along here. Gino Atkins is apparently cleared to, by, by his doctor, Dr. Cooper. And this is by Ian Rappaport at Rapsheet. He is cleared by Dr. Cooper for all football activity in mid June. So he was cleared, but for all football activity, but he's now going to start taking visits and uh, looking around at teams. So, that Gino Atkins is now um, looking to find his next landing spot. This was as of yesterday, July 19th. He is looking to find his next landing spot. We don't know if that's going to be with the Cincinnati Bengals. It would seem probably not. There was a report earlier in the, the offseason that said a reunion could be possible between Atkins and the Bengals. Maybe since the Bengals did not get Sheldon Rankins, et cetera, maybe that's why there are, um, you know, the, there may be a door open there. We'll see. But Larry Ogunjobi now in there and others. So we will have to see what uh, what is going on there. But I think we've got Derek back now. But uh, yep, yeah, Gino Atkins clear about that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, Gino Atkins cleared to uh, you know by his doctor and is now taking visits and doing things. So I, I was just kind of saying, Derek, maybe. Maybe a reunion with the Bengals. I doubt it, but uh, it'll be interesting to see yeah. where he ends up. And just a completely different offseason in the fact that you've got A.J. Green elsewhere now, probably Geno Atkins. It's just kind of like, oh, wow, guys who've been with the team for a decade are gone,
2: it would seem. Right, and, and going on with that, um, do you think that they will wait until he gets signed somewhere? Before they they you know send something to him or do a farewell or or something yeah, like that. Really yeah. It, yeah. yeah, that's that's the one thing I, I noticed. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but interesting. Yeah, I didn't I didn't. Uh, that's a good observation. I didn't I didn't really
1: notice that, but that is a good observation. I, probably. Um. So uh, you know, I think they didn't they do it pretty early on with AJ. It was like, yeah, this is, we're,
2: we're we're going separate yeah, ways. Yeah. Um, and that that kinda tells me that, you know, maybe they're leaving a a chance. You know, maybe they said to him, um, hey, go out there, see what you can get and then come back to us and if if you're not getting what you want and we'll we'll see if we can work something out. I mean and I'm just speculating, I don't know any details on that or but that's just kind of what in my eyes that's kinda what I was thinking. That's
1: uh, you're, That's a good observation, and one thing, I don't have a specific article to put up here, but uh, the one thing maybe complicating or adding to some mystery to this is Kwan Short, another defensive lineman who was a really productive player for the Carolina Panthers, also had some injuries. He is now looking to be on the mend, healed up, and is looking for his next shot as well, so um, Geno Atkins has had a much more storied career than Quan Short. Quan Short, nothing to sneeze at, multiple time Pro Bowl player and whatnot. But you know, all of a sudden, you've got two guys kind of similar career paths, similar situations with their injuries. Um, you know, where do yeah. where do teams want to go with that, and who's healthier at this point in their career? I believe I believe Gino Atkins is is older than Quan Short, so um, you know, there, there's a lot of different things. I, I mentioned again, there was an article a while ago that said that. Um, there a reunion could be possible between the Bengals and, and Atkins, but it may be unlikely at this point. We'll see. This is just a quick one. I, I didn't really read the – to be quite honest with you, I didn't read the the meat of this article. It is on cincyjungle.com, but this is the alter, uh, an alternate viewing of Monday, Monday Night Football featuring the Manning brothers. Um, so you can get an alternate version here. And, oh, the – NFL world just cannot get enough of them Manning boys, right? Uh, so Absolutely. this is this is basically a partnership. The Monday Night Football Megacast uh, will air on ESPN2 for 10 games in each of the next three seasons and will include current and en- former NFL players and celebrities joining the Manning brothers on the po- uh, broadcast. A host for the broadcast has not been named. So this this partnership with, this is a quote here, this partnership with ESPN and the Walt Disney Company reflects an ongoing shared commitment to offering fans fun, innovative content. ESPN Plus has been a terrific partner for Omaha Productions,
0: <laughs>
1: Manning's production company, as we built <laughs> out... Uh, the Places franchise, and we're excited to co-create a new mega cast format that will have something for everyone, end quote. So that's, again, I didn't I I guess I'm a little surprised reading that because I didn't really catch the meat of that article when I saw it. I more found it to be interesting and wanted to relay that, but uh, it would seem that there is an alternative for fans to be able to, if you really like the Manning Brothers, which I do, I mean, they're entertaining. It'd probably be kind of cool hearing two two brothers, you know, kind of Absolutely back and forth a little bit, especially those yeah. two brothers who won Super Bowls and had essentially Hall of Fame careers, depending on how you feel about Eli Manning, but uh, it kind of would be interesting, and then see who they bring in. I don't know if it's going to be more of a lighthearted comedy
2: thing. I, I, I might watch it. I don't know about you. Hey, I watched the Nickelodeon stream last year, so I'll definitely tune into this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, here we go and this is this is where you can really let us in on some insight. Here you and I shared some some direct messages about this earlier today. Some big NFL news. The Rams running back Cam Akers suffers a torn Achilles in some workouts. He is going to miss the 2021 season. This is from Nick Shook of nfl.com relaying this, but it's on many many other platforms and you know you can find that here's the link i'll put that in the live chat for from nfl.com but uh this has huge ramifications especially for those who may have already done their fantasy football drafts at this point um i, I would not personally like to draft this early but that's just me but uh at any rate Derek, yeah. options for folks either if they've already drafted cam Akers. i just randomly thought of adrian peterson you had some more uh in, intelligent names, I think. <laughs> then, maybe I did there, <laughs> given, given the age I, of age. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about that. And you know, right off the cuff, I'm like, you know what, Todd Gurley, bring him back in, um, and and get the ball rolling again. And I was thinking, you know, guys like that, maybe, maybe even James Robinson, if they if they're looking to trade for somebody. But from what I'm what I was hearing, um, they seem to be. They seem to be okay with with rolling with Daryl Henderson for now. So, and we'll see we'll see kind of what happens. And there's actually a pretty good article. Um, I don't know if you if you're aware of uh, Fantasy Pros. Um, they've got a pretty good article on it, FantasyPros.com. One of the first articles they have is is talking about the uh, the injuries there. I don't know if you can find that and, and pull it up, but they're talking about you know his impact and everything. It, it opens the door for for daryl henderson so he last year i, I think i sent you a, a, a screenshot they had relatively the same numbers in in a certain amount of games um you know he was doing a lot of the same thing you know 4.3 a carry i think is what he ended up being so they're they're okay with rolling with him so maybe maybe they'll just stick with him but and like you said, they're on here. They're even talking about guys like, like you said, Adrian Peterson, maybe a on Bell, um, Todd Gurley, guys like that. So, I mean, we'll see what we'll see what happens.
1: I'm pulling up the information. Let me let me pull this up here. You're pulling up the information you sent me via a tweet, and it is from. Uh, let's see here. I think it's right here yeah michael f florio i don't know if that's related to michael if he's related to michael florio of no, yeah
2: no relation yeah <laughs> uh, no relation okay don't worry uh, against him
1: <laughs> okay uh, that's uh, yeah um, cam cam akers you see here the 145 carries 625 yards two touchdowns you can see all of that and then Darrell henderson pretty i mean a yard difference on a few less carries more touchdowns, uh, more runs of ten plus yards, um, and then you know uh, you, you see the you see the numbers there. So yeah, I mean they may go Hen- uh, Henderson and just try and work on that on that offensive line and to make things work
2: right. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, maybe they'll end up you know pulling a guy like Adrian Peterson or somebody like that to kind of give him that that breather, you know that breather role that that change of pace back. So, I could see them doing that, and and I thought there was a couple weeks, like I think like weeks eight through twelve or something like that last year. Where he he had some really good, really good runs.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, let's keep
1: cruising and and uh, get on out of here in just just a minute. Uh, we're going a little long, but it's been it's been fun talking to our buddy, the Orange Arrow, Derek. Jet, this is just a small, a short one. Kind of a scary situation. Jets assistant coach Greg Knapp is in critical condition after a bike accident. Um, so prayers up to him. That is not a good situation. I don't really have a ton of details. It is on NFL.com. Kevin Patra is the writer who relayed that. But uh, yikes, that is not a good situation. Hopefully, he heals up and uh, you know does gets back to coaching. But more importantly, heals up and gets healthy. That's that's not a good situation. Yep. Yep. The CBS Sports this time of year, uh, it's kind of one of my favorite sites because they, they like to do these little wild, I don't know, uh, predictions or lists or all kinds of different things. This isn't so wild necessarily, but this is kind of trying to find some different things to to chat about a little bit here and you can see here this is basically it talks about nfl training camps 2021 but essentially this article and i'll put the the link in the chats here essentially this article is which afc rookies could uh drafted after day one um so non first rounders in the afc who could earn key roles now before i go down there to the Bengals, because there is a Bengal player listed here who do you think that they tabbed on that in this list
2: Honestly, I mean, it should be Evan McPherson because he's going to have a a (laughs) key key role. But, but you know, if I was having to go with some of the guys, I would say they're not. They're not going to say uh, Jackson Carmen because you know that would be just too easy for him. So, I I would say probably uh, Joseph Asai, maybe. So I was going to say Joseph Asai when I when I saw this
1: article, that's who I thought. But you gave CBS Sports too much credit because they they gave they gave it to Jazz, Jackson Carmen. Um, and again, <laughs> the three point one percent per uh, of pass blocking snaps. And this is a little bit of what we talked about earlier on the Bengals Wire. But they have Jackson Carmen as the guy who is going to carve out a big role i i was actually going to go joseph asai on that one too so um at any rate uh that is who they have on their surprise non-day one afc rookie for the Bengals to have a big role let's let's go a couple more here this is from i mean, the it, should be, it
2: should be a- evan mcpherson you know got more caps
1: that's him, So that's a good one too yeah uh, just real quickly, um, this was something that surprised a lot of folks in the NFL sphere. This is from Pro Football Talk. Um, it is the Raiders president unexpected, unexpectedly resigns from the organization. That's Mark Bedane. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But here's kind of the quote here. Basically, he, he randomly resigned, and uh, Mark Davis, the team owner, uh, kind of announced it in kind of a, a terse public statement that he, he's gone. Um, essentially, the quote here says the successful, and this is Bidane addressed the move in a text message to um, to. Paul Gutierrez of ESPN.com quote, the successful construction and operation of Allegiant stadium, which by the way, looks awesome. I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago and uh, had a view of that stadium. Looks awesome. Has been unequivocally the most challenging part of my 30 years within the organization. Seeing it through to the end has been rewarding beyond measure together. The Raiders and Las Vegas accomplished what seemed impossible. I'm forever grateful to Mark Davis for his unwavering support and friendship. I wish him and the Raider family all the best. I will be I will always feel a part of the team because everyone knows once a raider, always a raider. But I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know how big of an impact this will have on on field play, but I guess it means a little something that the team president steps down right before the season and the Bengals play the Raiders later this season. So I thought it at least there was a little bit of relevance there.
2: And you're you're going to that game, am I am I right? I'm yes. I'm
1: gonna do what I can to get to that game. So <laughs> uh, I don't know if there are other Bengals fans that I, that I, I say yes, and every time I look at the ticket prices, I go, "Oh my gosh!"
2: Uh, <laughs> right? You have to take a take a oh, uh, loan out or something.
1: Yeah, I was looking at them this weekend because I'm like, you know, of course, being down about this, you know, injury and stuff. I'm like, I got, I, you know, I got a plan for awesome things going forward, and uh, right. I, I'm like thinking about that game and I'm going, Oh man, I'm looking at the prices I'm going up, but I'm going to get there. I plan to get there one way or the other. I'm also planning to get to a Cincinnati game in Cincinnati, if not more than one this year, but hopefully we can all meet up and, and hang out. But uh, yeah, anyway,
2: kind of yeah, interesting. I'll
1: <laughs> okay. I'll buy you one back too. Um, <laughs> the, look, I, I, it's just a weird story. I mean, your, your team president just up, up in, says I, I can't do this right before the season. You would think maybe after, yeah. if, if he was really spent from this thing, maybe right before the season. But the Raiders, that team is on the verge of either doing something great because they're you know a few years into the John Gruden experiment 2.0, or a complete implosion. And I think, just personally speaking, I think it might be closer to the latter than the former.
2: Yeah, and and that's the the crazy thing with with Raiders too is. John Gruden the the football coach is I think he does an awesome job but you also have the the aspect of, of John Gruden the the recruiter or not recruiter but- at any rate that
1: was conveniently the <laughs> the last article that we had to share for you again go to the Orange Arrow Fantasy shows the youtube channel here is the the channel go subscribe to that um where can people find you on twitter and potentially a little bit down the road get involved in that fantasy football league that you're spearheading to help out the joe burrow hunger relief fund um and before you do that too tell us why the 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 superhero the 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 thing you're doing there what yeah what how did that come about
2: a little a little sneak peek on that. Um, yeah. I'm actually doing a uh, a big reveal. Um, Logie is is going to be doing some some professional photos of of me being crazy, but uh, we're going to do a, a big reveal of the, the full suit. But yeah, I I just it all started as I was the Bengal last year, as you can remember. And I don't know if you remembered seeing the 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 suit and everything. There was a couple. Couple issues, a couple um, wardrobe malfunctions at the um, That that were were I I didn't really like the the fit on on some parts of that. So okay, so I I just I you know I was like you know what I like the Green Arrow I like the show I'm a I'm a DC fan I'm a Marvel fan too I'm, i like all comics but um I'm like I'm an I I'm an outdoorsman I'm a hunter what, what better thing to do than, than to be the orange arrow. So that's how that whole thing started. But, but yeah, definitely. And if anybody wants to um, get with Logie on some photos, I think he done some for John as well. Um, he does really great work. Um, but yeah, get with him. If, if you need some professional photos done.
1: For sure. And uh, he's, he's on Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter?
2: Yeah, you can find me. Um, at the Bengal Four on Twitter, and that's where I have, like I said, I got my pin tweet on how to donate. If you want to be in the league, um, you can either go on my my GoFundMe, or you can just donate straight to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund, and then just like I said, send me a screenshot showing that you donated, and that will get you in the league. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we're hopefully we can get get this thing going. Cause the last the last day to sign up is August the 7th because I, I want to give myself a few weeks to get everything together um, and we're going to have the draft on the 21st I'm hoping to do a live live slash online draft at maybe one of the uh, the local breweries in Cincinnati or, or you know somewhere like like that maybe maybe even go up to um, the Holy grail or somewhere like that nice. And, I'm going to do a live uh, live fantasy uh, show on there as well while I'm there. Try to draft and do a show at the same time. We'll see how that works out. Nice,
1: nice. Well, I hope I don't finish in the uh, in in the cellar again this year, but uh, we'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah, it's me funny, too. These these, <laughs> I think I've joked with you before about this. It's funny because I I play fantasy football and I either I've either won it all, which has been very few and far between of all the years that I've played fantasy football, where I finished like dead last. And it, you know, my brother and all kinds of people always joke, they're like, dude, you write about the team, you podcast about NFL football, and you are like one of the worst fantasy football players I've ever seen. So, anyway, yeah, uh, whatever. But, uh, how much is it to, to buy in again? I don't know if you'd mentioned that.
2: Yeah. It's, so it's a, uh, it's a minimum uh, $25 entry. Um, okay. and like I said, all the proceeds of that go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Um, I know Anthony, you're in it. Um, Jay Morrison said he was he was interested. I think he's going to be in it. Um, the the guys from the same old stripes, they're going to do a, a joint team. Um, there's actually there's quite a few people that, that are going to be in it this year. And then um, we're going to do I'm going to do a big huge Cincy prize pack for the winner. Uh, LFC sent or LFG Cincy. Uh, they're going to donate a shirt and they're going to be in the, in the league as well. And then I think Zim said he might, he might donate something too. and then I'm going to do, I'm actually doing a, um, a $20 kind of raffle thing where, and I, I should have sent you a, a, a link to that too, as well, but um, it's a $20 raffle where the, all the proceeds are going to towards buying stuff for the the winner of the league, and then the the raffle winner will get the an autographed Joe Burrow uh, signed football.
1: Oh wow, wow! And then all the proceeds again go to go to either charity and or the the winner for that. Correct. That's, that's right. Right.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I I won't I won't be collecting a dime on this.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't think so. I didn't. Think- <laughs> Well, that's awesome. It's an awesome thing you are doing. And I know a lot of folks in the nonprofit sphere have been hurting the past year because they can't do the in-person fundraising and all this kind of stuff. So they've been relying right. on a lot of this stuff. So it's very, very cool that you are, you are doing that and uh, a great, great cause. To that point, I know we've talked about this. Uh, we teased it a little bit here and uh, we, we've talked about it a little bit on the past couple of shows, been in a couple of weeks. Well, we're this is kind of because it's our first time doing it. It is a little bit of a nebulous thing, but we've been in contact with some folks from the uh, couple of the charities that we want to represent in our own charity fest. They are open to come on the show. Uh, They are open to us supporting their, their charities. So we've got prizes. We've got all kinds of different stuff, but our hope is that we, make a sizable impact for a number of Bengals players, whether it's current or former, uh, a lot of their charities to um, you know make an impact there because of what everybody's experienced the past couple of years. So um, stay tuned for that. It'll happen. We're going to be coinciding it with the kickoff of training camp and maybe even into it with special appearances, prizes for big donors, all that kind of stuff. We want to make a big impact, so um, check that out, and we'll be able to get just more details as it as it goes. So, at any rate, Derek, good to have you on, man. Been too long since we've uh, since we've had you on. Um, uh, it's it's we should have had you on a lot earlier, but cool what you're doing, not only with the fantasy football league, but with your fantasy show. Sorry we took up so much of your time, but um, thanks for coming on, man.
2: Hey, absolutely. It was, it was I had a lot of fun, and um, I, there's a comment on here. Talking about the, uh, I think it's, I don't, I don't know how you would say that. Row, Rowdy every lap said he's picking Burrow, Mixon, Higgins, and Chase will be his first four picks in his fantasy football league. That's that's awesome. Wow. And I've I've got a uh, I've got a bold take on on Mixon. I think he can definitely he definitely have a chance to get a thousand and a thousand this year.
1: A thousand thousand. You think two thousand yards from scrimmage?
2: Yeah, I think he could get a thousand Ooh. receiving, a thousand rushing this year. I, I did a lot of I did a lot of research on it and, and picked a lot of things up to, to give me that. And I I think I think Burrow will go for five this year. So if Burrow is going for five, then then that that could definitely happen.
1: That could happen. That could happen. Well, you got to tune into his fantasy show to see why why he believes that about Joe Mixon got the <laughs> formula, the data, all that good stuff. Derek, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks everybody for tuning in live. Or if you're listening to the show after the fact, thank you so much for that. And as I mentioned, go on that bangles.com, uh, the the poll there and list all of the pot, not just ours, not just NC jungle. I mean, if you read the stuff, if you watch our shows, all that kind of stuff, if you listen to it, please put us down. But, all the ones because they're all important. They all do a great job. And we've got some great beat reporters and whatnot that cover the team. So um, appreciate the the little nod there from the team. And uh, hopefully they get the data that they are looking for. Hopefully you all have a great rest of the week. We'll be back again tomorrow night, John Sheeran and myself giving you the deep dive show and stay well, everybody have a good rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you.
2: Good day.